You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Guys, NASCAR race recap. Uh, we're going to be recapping the NASCAR All Star Race 2021 in Tejas. We were there. We got the sunburns to prove it. My ankle swollen shit. It's really bad. It's actually getting a little bit better though. I've been icing it. Shout out to to the boys here, uh, Co- Cody and Racetrack Rob, literally folding clothes right by me. Um, he's opted out of screen time, but he's here. Uh, and we and of, always Dale Tanhart. You're uh, you're back in the heart of America fast. I'm close to the heart of America. Not exactly there, but yeah, I jetted out of Texas as quick as I could. Left with the horrible sunburn, the hottest sporting event I've ever attended in my entire life by far. Absolutely. And I left with the sunburn. And I left with a lot of pain in my bank account. Yeah. How a lot does of pain in the bank account? How do the uh, the letters C and B? make you feel what does that mean uh the letter the letter the if if a name had the first letter c like mine and the last name and the first letter is b i was gonna say christopher bell but what am i what am i what am i saying here well chris busher if you you look at this if you look at this duke cannon bar of soap the first part of it is right here Busher, I it hit me. Except it's spelled differently, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah it has fuck the, Chris Busher, fuck Chris Busher. Yeah, I'm not even, mm, yeah. I like that guy, but he he fucked me. But I guess hey, I fucked myself. It's it's uh, okay. Luckily, we had a lot of great uh, a lot of great sponsors along with us. First and foremost, shout out to Inside Tailgating. Without them, we would not be on this amazing tour. So go follow them at tailgate with us on Twitter and then at inside tailgating everywhere else. Uh, Duke Cannon, Duke Cannon, cold shower wipes. We had to wipe a lot of uh, bedding tears and uh, our bodies mostly they work wonders. We, we use them pretty much all weekend long. I feel like I lived off of those things. Honestly, yeah. I didn't it's shower. So one good. I used that and that's all I needed. Um, and shout out to the American Cornholy. We toss a lot of bags. We got our asses handed to us by Sheldon Creed and his girlfriend, Cammie Parsons. So that happened as well. We'll talk all about it. We're going to talk about the whole weekend. Uh, before we kick it off, though, I did want to run it back to the beginning of the weekend on a Wednesday. I had a little exchange with, with our good pal here, Kyle Petty. Shout out to the 44. Long time, long time ago. Kyle said that if you were to ever put a Pepsi into this coca-cola cup that it would explode so yeah we're gonna we're gonna test this out i got my favorite my favorite cola beverage here a pepsi and we're gonna see how this works out Yeah, Kyle's a liar. Kyle is a liar. Uh, still love you, though, Kyle. Still love you, Kyle Petty. One of the real OGs, one of the GOATs. I think he's one of the only hey, NASCAR Kyle. drivers that ever had an earring. Much respect. Kyle tends to be right about a lot of things, so I wanted to make sure I didn't blow up. Yeah, it would, it would have stung. That would have probably stung harder than the time 
that uh, Jimmy Spencer punched Kurt in the face. So here's little Jimmy, big Kurt. We, the 2002 rivalry right there. Almost two decades time. ago. Yeah, someone give me a cigarette. All right, so let's go ahead and, and kick it off. Uh, we get to Texas. I got there a couple days earlier than you and uh, ended up going to the Bucky's. Was the Texas staple of life uh, pretty much took a shit on Texas and the Buckies, but then like started coming around to Texas a little bit. But when you weren't there, I was just kind of like, man, this place, like one guy in Texas is kind of like, okay. Like, you know, I had to like, kind of be there. I had to flex my nuts a little bit. Like I'm one garage guy here in Texas. And then turns out you were in the fucking, uh, the RV compartment the whole time. And I wish I'd have known that because then you could have came into Bucky's too. But then you popped in, and uh, and it was just great times. It was great times from there on out. Just sunburned times, but we met a lot of great people. That's okay. Uh, it was kind of cozy in there. I, um, I I started to believe that the Dell phone was actually hooked into something, and I was calling my, my family members, oh, dead is. family members. I thought they were alive, and then you found me. And then I was like, oh, wait, they're dead. But it runs okay. It runs off of the pure joy from the 2001 Daytona win of Dale Earnhardt Jr. That, 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 that whole spirit, it just embodies that. That's what powers the phone to this day. Just for everybody out there, that phone is magical. When you put it up to your ear, it's just like an instant rush of dopamine, just excessive dopamine just flowing through. It's like meth. It's like meth. Just instant meth right there. Big meth phone. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Big meth phone. <laughs> big mess phone well i don't know how dale jr would feel about that but i'm sure we'll find out all about what Dale jr thinks because nbc is back um there's been a shit ton of talk on twitter lately about fox and then leaving out nbc coming in people bitching about the race per usual the package i know we have a lot to talk about on that there's just a ton to cover on this show dale i'm just gonna turn it to you where do we start do we start with the race on sunday with the cup race or do we start from just a weekend and build up to it what do you want to do man I'd say we start with the weekend um, because I don't know Texas. You, the one one big thing you left out is how Texas, and I agree with this opinion, is that they ruined the racetrack, um, and now they're they just keep trying with this PJ one nonsense that causes more wrecks than it prevents. Uh, trying to create another racing line. I mean, it does create a racing groove, but it's just if you get a little too outside of it, I mean you're going to junk your race car. And we, we saw a bunch of that all weekend long. So that's a big topic right there. It, it affected the truck series. It affected the Xfinity series, uh, cup series, I guess with the conditions, it wasn't too bad, but yeah. Um, truck race wasn't a great one. Uh, Ross Chastain getting DQ'd, screwed our bets. And then when that happened, I knew the weekend was going to be cursed. It was going to be a shit show. Uh, Xfinity race, I thought was a really good race, uh, which it seems like, the package and uh, the, the racing there tends to be better every single week because more in the driver's hands. And we'll get more into that topic later as well. But Justin Allgaier was running away with it. And then Mickey Mouse, oh, I'm sorry, NASCAR throws a Mickey Mouse caution. Shout out to NASCAR for Shout out uh, to Mickey being... Mouse as well. He's, he's warmed a lot of children's hearts in his time. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go with NASCAR and uh, Steve O'Donnell. Shout out to Steve O'Donnell and NASCAR for continuing to be incompetent fucks all the time. I'm mad as a betting man 
but people who don't bet, the community is outraged because you guys constantly do the opposite of what every single fan wants, constantly. But how oh, there's so much that we can get. I I would love to go ahead and jump. I right could go it. down a a tube. I could go down a rabbit hole with that. I'm gonna choose not to. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and choose not to go as far as I would like to. I could go Randy the Plumber on coolers, but how Randy the Plumber <laughs> goes on coolers, I would go on Steve O'Donnell's incompetent decision making. But anyway, I'll I'll go. I mean, that was a little a little uh, kind of a long summary of a, a recap to get into this, but I'll let you kind of guide us and where you want to go. Yes, after hearing that. Yeah, man. So there's tons to talk about with that, and I think that that's a good starting point. So. Obviously, great weekend for us in the infield, except hot as shit. We've got that out the way. We had crawfish this weekend. That was one of the big highlights that they actually had crawfish. I was I was at home. It was great. Shout out to Andy. Andy knows who he is. Uh, and Dave. Andy and Dave, two great guys that we met over the weekend. Uh, they go to Texas. Been going there since 97, since the inaugural Texas 500. Shout Sick out to hat. Scott. Yeah, Scott hooked us up with these hats. One of the first days I got there was was great shit. Uh, Texas all around, like I said, as a from a standpoint of like the people and and the the fun that we had, it's not as rowdy as Dega, and I will say that every week until it's Dega week. But everybody built up Texas to be like this super hype infield, and this the attendance was very low. Could it be due to what you're talking about with the racing and how things have been going? Possibly. Uh, the, the party party life w- was uh, was as strong as ever. So uh, so it was fun. It could have been way more funner at Dega, but we'll be in Dega in October. So I think the heat. Uh, I think the biggest thing is this was the first time ever, other than last year, which last year you can kind of throw out because it was a COVID year uh, and the whole schedule was jumbled up. This is the first time ever, except for last year, that a Texas race was not held in the spring or the fall which have much more favorable temperatures than in the middle of summer, in the middle of June. I think the race being in the middle of June with a heat index of 107 degrees every day of the weekend absolutely deterred a lot of people. So I think that had a huge impact on the camping. I'm convinced that's why Sheldon wrecked because, because the, the PJ one, it was just, it was melting. It was bubbling. I saw it with my own too. It was just bubbling out there on the track. It was freshly laid. The other guys were lucky. Sheldon, Sheldon was trying to – he had the biggest balls out there. He was like, I'm about to get it sticky. And then, I was right about to say, he's got balls of steel. He was one of the first ones up there tr- testing it out. He was just up there too early and just, just slid right out from under him. Great hanging out with him, though, and his girlfriend Cami over the weekend. We also uh, – Anthony Alfredo stopped by, chatted with us for a little bit, had some great discussion, a little bit about what you're talking about, how – uh, with the Cub Series, the driving and stuff like that, the stuff we talked about a lot of stuff, man, and just met some great people. But let's go ahead and get into the, to the heavy topic, like you're saying right now. We're talking about the racing itself, the Cup racing, uh, the the differences between Xfinity and Cup. I think we learned a lot this weekend from talking to certain people about the the Cup racing in general and how maybe it's not the premier top tier driving style it's almost like uh there, there's some harder uh racing going on in a lower series which we would call the xfinity series does that mean kyle bush is still the goat uh i don't know um you, just the goat i think kyle bush 
and Kyle Larson, the two most talented guys out there right now, based on where they are and their age, where they are with their race teams. I think uh, Ian Kyle, Kyle Bush had a terrible year last year. So even with that and the struggles of this era package, because it takes more out of the driver's hands. Also, I don't know if we said this, shout out to Kyle Larson. I think that's his third consecutive win. Just took home the million dollars. Shout to Kyle race. L. Big Chase big Elliott was dog, now all-star. There you go. Chase Elliott, super strong, uh, ran third. Team Hendrick as a whole was very strong. Uh, shout out to T- Chase Elliott's pit crew for winning the $100,000. I called it when it happened. I saw – do you not remember that? When we were sitting up there on the tower, he came out – and you can ask Cody about this. He came, he came in in third, and they come out of pit road off a of turn two right in front of us, and he came out like a mile ahead of Larson and Byron. I turned around and looked at you and Cody, that. and I said – I was like, he just won. He just won that hundred grand. There's no doubt about it. And I found out like two hours later that he won. But anyway, that's Hendrick, my only bragging point of the weekend. My only bragging point of the weekend is that right there because I missed out on everything else. Yeah, but, the bet sucked. Let's be honest. But that's both of our doing. We they did. They we did. were close. I mean, dude, Blaney. Blaney was strong. He was. Yeah, I think he was. A, he was the fastest non-Hendrick car there. Um, yeah, I think he was the fourth fastest guy, basically. And I thought that because just because of what his mile and a half speed has been over the past two years, uh, 2020, 2021. And he overtook Larson at Atlanta, totally different racetrack, uh, very, very abrasive compared to the repave at Texas. So there, there's still different layouts. But I thought with the, the similarities of just the, the aero package and how dialed in they've been with on this 1.5 aero package, he'd be strong. And he was, but nobody's competing with Team Hendrick right now, man. It's just it's just insane. It's just insane. It's, just, it's canals. It's the canals interest. And, you know, we'll go back. I, I do remember hearing a couple of people saying uh, earlier in the week, actually, I talked to a guy when uh, when uh, it was me and Cody and uh, Rob were together, we went to a car show on, uh, I believe it was Thursday, maybe, or Wednesday night. It was Wednesday night. You weren't there yet, or you were there. We just didn't know you were there. <laughs> and uh, got right. to meet Bobby one time and Terry two time. I ended up having a conversation with a guy that was talking about how when they messed up the the where the, the restart zone was or they messed up where the finish line was on that track, that's when it took it all to shit. Maybe that has something to do with what we're talking about. I don't really remember a lot from the older days of Texas, of Tejas, because watching it on TV, it's always just a boring shit race. And whenever and, – and I don't say that about a lot of races. Now, you know me. I'm a, I'm a kind of guy – if I got money on the race, I'm all in. I'm excited. I don't the Coke 600. Everybody's napping. I'm up on my feet. I'm like, hey, we're, that's another lap around around the way. You know what I mean? It's the Charlotte way of life. Larson was was killing it. We had our money on him though, plus 700. I think we had the best odds in the universe on Kyle Larson compared to everyone else. But yeah, we were dumb for not betting him. But we wanted we 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 are we are realists in a in a sense to where when we see these kind of trends continuing, we know that us as betters, you can't just keep betting week in and week out and just keep winning and keep winning and keep winning. The odds just, it doesn't work that way. So we're going to automatically approach it that way and look at, go back to the stats. We saw Blaney 215 laps led, I think uh, in his career at this track, we didn't factor in that the weather was going to be this fucking hot, that that could have had a lot to do with it. We don't know. There's so much to it. Everybody wants to argue it's the car, and I get it. It's the package. It's the rules package, the way they had it set up. 
and 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 we'll get in all go let's just go ahead and get into that because that's a debate that me and you need to have from two different standpoints yeah that's what's that's what's tough about being a nascar fan since i was basically i can remember remembering anything like crawling on carpet um i know you were in as a kid and then out for a while and then back in four or five years ago which is awesome because there's not i feel like that's something that's harder to come by um but being a fan for 20 years basically i just have such an issue with what we're seeing right now at these mile and a half yes i still have a great time uh we've talked about this we see a bunch of drama and a bunch of people fighting on twitter we're not about that um we're about the, we're, we're about the fun side of twitter uh and the fun side of content when it comes to nascar and auto racing and, and sports but you know, I just cannot hold myself back when there's this clear incompetencies on what we're seeing develop in the NASCAR world when it comes to uh, our racing product in the Cup Series. Our racing product is diminishing, and um, I need to give a shout-out to this guy who retweeted this. Um, tweeted a, a tweet from Brad Keselowski in 2018 when Blake McCandles uh, at MF, Mr. F4 Speed. Shout-out to Blake uh, McCandless. Mr. F4 Speed, Brad Keselowski said in 2018 when they debuted the idea of this era package, uh, Blake McCandless, I may have said McCandless, Mr. F4 Speed, shout out to him for tweeting this because I remember when this happened. He had the best point ever. You know, this to me, this doesn't start with the fans, in my opinion. This starts with the drivers because at the end of the day, I want the drivers to be truly believe they're driving the best, some of the hardest, uh, best race cars on earth. These are far from that now, and we're going down a path where it's getting dangerous to the point where these drivers will go race somewhere else. And that's what Keselowski said in this quote. He's concerned about uh, this package put, taking so much out of the driver's hands. And if you're a race car driver, don't you want to drive a race car competitive, competitively to prove that you can make the biggest difference out of your car? Or do you want to drive the race car because, oh, this race car might be faster than the other ones? Think about it. These guys don't don't work their whole lives just to drive a car that might be faster. They want to prove their worth. They want to prove that they are the best. This is competition. This is supposed to be one of the most fierce racing uh, competition. Just NASCAR itself. I could have worded that better, but NASCAR itself should be should pride themselves on being one of the most competitive forms of auto racing over the past sixty years. And starting in 20, 2019, we are going down a dangerous path where for some fucking reason, Steve O'Donnell, you incompetent fuck, you, for some reason, you think that this aero package is good for racing. It is embarrassing that you think that. Uh, Formula One and IndyCar and even local short tracks, sprint cars, late models, they're literally laughing at you. They're laughing at you. They're laughing at your decision-making to keep this going. So I like that tweet. Once again, shout-out to Brake McCandless. I think that's how you say his name. Because uh, I remember that Keselowski quote, and we're just going down a dangerous path where we're taking too much out of the driver's hands. And when you do that, the drivers don't enjoy what they're doing. They will go somewhere else. And then when the names start leaving, the fans start leaving. I think okay. one of the biggest – go ahead. I know. I'm just – I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready just to dive into this. So, yeah, you said it from the jump. I'm a guy that came in uh, as a kid. I was hooked in. I, you know, 
got to go to actual races, watch the Rainbow Warrior, you know, go against the man in black, you know, the three and the 24. It was just exciting as a kid to get to see that. When the Talladega pretty much every year of my life up until the time uh, I was about nine or 10 years old, then I went like once uh, around the time, like I think it was like 08, right when uh, Dale Jr. went to Hendrick. I think that was the first year I went back to Dega, then went back again in like 2012 and 2017, whatever. It was, it was a few times, but Dega's all I knew was super speedway racing. So I would watch NASCAR a little bit here and there. I always, it was one of those deals where like watching it on TV was something I did with my dad. And, you know, it would always be exciting because like it was just watching the cars go that fast, whatever. But then it was the Jimmy Johnson era. Everybody was, you know, Jimmy and Canals were killing it. I got out for a while, did my own jam, got back in 2017, whatever. Uh, we're here now, and my biggest issue that I have is that people bitch too much. Uh, there is always going to be things to bitch about with racing, that, with, with any sport. Uh, every, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an asshole. It's the same shit, different day. They could fix everything in the world, and the wheels wouldn't be big enough. Or... You know, the, everybody's bitching about the one lug nut and shit like that. And I get your point. You know, you want the drivers want to feel like they're putting their all into the car. That starts at an owner level. And I understand NASCAR is putting a rules package out where you have to follow these rules. You have to do these certain things. I understand that in general. But this all I feel like a lot of this stuff started because drivers were bitching because cars weren't safe enough. It's like when you get to a point to where you can make freedom of how you make your own adjustments, whatever, you're not really going to know the safety precautions. You'd have to do a little bit more work. And the whole reason that we're here in this point right now was because of safety, because after Dale, Dale Earnhardt died, all these, th these developments, these things have been to make the car safer and better and safer and safer. Logano's bitching about flipping in the air and no disrespect to him. You know, but if you're a driver, if you're a guy like that, like the, the thing that's missing in NASCAR with the drivers is is the 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 fearlessness, I feel like, is the being able to look at somebody in the eye or get behind that wheel and just be like, I could die today. Got to go and take off. And, and I feel like if you take that type of uh, that mentality out of it, where it's like, I know what I do is dangerous and that's what I do, what I'm here for. I want to be competitive, but I also know my risk. That that might could work out better, but then you're gonna have people constantly bitching. It's just it's never gonna be good enough. IndyCar probably has their problems. I don't watch it enough. F1 probably has their problems. But one thing I will say is that me and you both did find out it's gonna be a lot more mechanical going into this new package. It's all gonna be about about the the machine itself and not so much about the driver. From what we're hearing, um, these but it could be though. I don't think created. this car. I don't think this car, this new car, there's, there are a lot of good things about this new car uh, that we've heard about. It's more difficult to drive than what we have right now. That's um, a plus. It, it looks, yeah. It, it, I think some of the specs uh, in the aero package could be good. The bottom line are, are just a few things about restricting the horsepower and how big the spoiler is. There needs to be a better balance there. There needs to be a better balance there to where you can balance out the driving talent with the capabilities of the race car. That's all I want. I mean, you can go back to 2014, 2015, where they had huge spoilers, high downforce, but high horsepower too. Right now we're at low horsepower, high downforce. So the cars are just so painfully slow. They drive terrible in traffic. 
Go back and watch a lot of races in 2014 when they had high downforce, but the cars were lightning fast. And you, you talked about uh, the safety. F- just for the record, Dayton and Talladega are not, to me, are not included in this debate because I'm fine with whatever super speedway package they have because I'm fine with it being safe. The racing is always exciting no matter what. And you're right. People will still complain about it regardless. The racing is always exciting no matter what my ass because you're upset about it. It's just like everybody else. And I think this has more to do with you are a 20-year fan, strong. Hold on. You misheard me. I'm saying the the racing is always exciting at Daytona and Talladega, those two tracks. I'm not talking about anything else. The the air package they run there is substantially different from what they run everywhere else. Understood. Um, Understood. Yeah, so – I'm mainly t- the main discussion here is about the mile and a half, which make up a pretty big bulk of the schedule. And I think we're moving away from that because we're we're talking about more short tracks, obviously more road courses, and the idea of street courses. I'm I like a lot of people do, are complaining about that. I don't hate that. I think that's you know that 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 appeals to more newer fans. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I want but on these mile and a halfs, on these mile and a halfs, the the, the drivability or just the ability for drivers to make a huge difference in their performance is just not there. And that's what will cause drivers to leave the sport and go to places like IndyCar. Um, I mean, Formula One's a, a steep, steep jump, but I mean, Jimmy Johnson left to go to IndyCar. I guarantee you half the reason wasn't because he was, he was done or washed up. Half the reason was because of the error package. That dude is a wheel man and struggled mightily last year because He's used to driving uh, 900 horsepower NASCAR, and now he's driving 550 with a massive spoiler. It's like yeah. dry. It's like going from driving. It's like me on the interstate driving 80, and then I'm on the interstate driving 35. That dude. That's a good equivalent. That dude so. was calling the Camaros Monte Carlos last year. He was like, "Yeah, it's Monte Carlo, I guess." It's like he didn't even know what the fuck he was driving. He was trying to re- relive real. the glory days. He was trying to relive the glory days of. Seven times. Shout out to Monte Carlos. Those cars are bitching. They might be ugly, but they're bitching. Um, you know, I, I was, I, me and you were discussing this as well before we even started talking about the show. We both talked about how we wanted to discuss this too. And the other, uh, the other side of it is, is that you're a 20 year NASCAR fan. You've watched this way longer than I have. You're, you were a fan of the tandem racing. We talked about that over the weekend. Um, and a lot of people can't handle that from entertainment standpoint people don't want to just sit there and and watch over and over and over again and that's why i'm so big on get your ass out to a track before you sit there and judge nascar you need to go to a track you need to experience the infield you need to experience just around the area experience the culture of nascar and what it is that's what i that's what i fell in love with in 2017 that fuse was lit and my ass was on fire and i was all the way back in just going to dega and just being around and partying and having a good time you know, it's good stuff. And then there's so much more than just the racing to NASCAR, but the racing is very important. And and for the sport level and the competition level, I understand it. Uh, I have my my way of looking at it. It's just everyone's going to bitch. But we have a, uh, a chance 
now you have to, to think about all the new people that are going to be coming into the sport that may not know shit about racing. They're going to just look at this and think this is NASCAR. This is what NASCAR has probably always been. They're not going to know any better. If they didn't watch back in the day, then they're just here to watch. And they're, they're seeing these cars go really fast around a track and it rumbles. We've met so many new fans this year that are just like, wow, when they come by, like it just captivated them. Like we saw that excitement, and that joy in their face. That all still exists. From a competition level, though, yeah, if you're a true and true racing fan like you, watching IndyCar and all these other series, I'm a NASCAR guy. I went to an IndyCar race, and I'm not going to lie, that shit was wild as hell. I did not expect it to be that awesome, but it was, and I, I want to go back to an Indy 500. But, you know, looking at it from what NASCAR is, it is different. They're all different for a reason, and I feel like, you know, you want to race NASCAR because you 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 like stock cars, you know. You want to race IndyCar because you like open wheel cars. And there might be a whole lot more to it, like you said with Jimmy. But, you know, it, it's just these new fans that are coming into it. This is all they're going to know. And so you got to look at it as a generational standpoint. I'm sure uh, your dad has takes on how things might have used to be back in the day. My dad probably does, too. Our grandfathers, if they watched back then, like, oh, back then, you know, the Plymouth and and you take the Chevys and all them, you, you put them up there and people did all their own work before they started. And that's why Richard Petty just murdered everybody for years. And they had to just be like, OK, enough's enough. They had to make some changes. You start doing that kind of stuff. It's going to always be and it, it kind of always already is that way now it's about who has the most money Corey lajoy says it all the time it's about who has the most money um and and who can who has the enough money to pay for the biggest brains that's really what it boils down to at this point so you know they're trying to even the playing field for everybody in nascar that's why we have what we have and i don't think they necessarily Uh, want to take the deal away I don't think they how I do think you they not have a problem more. with that though is my question what you just said what it's all about what Corey said it's all about have hiring the most paying the money for the most brains like yeah that's racing in a lot of ways but I mean we're talking in the nine eights I mean from the 70s to the 2000s the drivers even into the teens the drivers could make substantial differences in their cars and don't get me wrong I still think they obviously do make big differences but we're at a point now where the drivers make the least amount of difference in a cup car probably ever. Probably it was, maybe ex- except except for the early days. Like you said, Richard Petty, you know, you had three cars on the lead lap and fourth place was eight laps down because Richard Petty and David Pearson uh, gobbled up all the wins back then. Except for that era, we're hitting a point where the drivers just – there's not enough they can do. And they need to be able to do more because they're fucking race car drivers. They're not just pedestrian – just guys getting in a car and just driving them around and we're going in a direction where that's what it's starting to feel like. So that's how do you not have a problem with just hiring the biggest brains? So, I mean, it, to me, it's, I mean, it's about what's, it's about what it takes to, to win. I guess you would say like they're, they're trying to work the best way they can with the rules package. So with that, with this rules package that we have, yeah, there's an issue with that as far as, them wanting to go they make it to where you have to have the most money and where you have to have the bigger brains doing it but it's all about advantages and I feel like even throughout time there's still going to be different ways like yeah it's about the driver well let's say you get one driver that just smokes everybody else with within in the garage and he knows what to do with his car and fix it 
what what if there's something that's on that car that makes it unsafe for all the other people out there? Or what what if they're tuning it in a way to where they, they just keep winning like Richard Petty did? And then and then nobody wants to watch anymore because the, the Bill Belichick Tom Brady era effect crosses in a NASCAR. You know, and like it's it's only been three races with Larson and we're already seeing it. People are bringing back up what he said last year because how he's winning. And I mean, it's like we talk about Canals being up there and all 400 cars are killing it. It's like whenever somebody keeps winning and it's no, there's not enough uh, changes in the winners and things like that. It's like everybody gets pissed. They're just better than everybody right now. And that's what it is. And we got a brand new car coming in next year. It's going to be completely different. We don't know what the fuck's going to happen. There are always eras and there always will be changes and differences. Stop bitching and enjoy it. Get out there. Go have fun. Watch it. Pick a driver. Don't pick a driver. That's why I love betting on NASCAR. I don't have a driver. I don't support one guy. It's like, I, I, I know what we got. I put my money down on it. I get paid and I have a good time. I love NASCAR. And yeah, that's just to be clear. This has been kind of a, a big emotional point for me, obviously, as you guys have seen, you probably haven't seen me like this before, but people who watch us daily or weekly know Regardless of all this talk, we're here to have fun and the fun's not going to go away. It's just at some point I have to. And yeah, you're right. It is like a natural deal when in any sport, when somebody wins repeatedly, more complaining. It happens. It does. But my complaining started way before we even knew Kyle Larson was going to win that race. I I tweeted out early in that race that this package is and we were watching it up close. And I was like, this package is awful. It is an embarrassment to NASCAR to see what's going on on track right in front of us. Um, and I've had that opinion since 2019, you know, midway through 19, when we saw this package debut, it doesn't cloud my, it doesn't cloud my vision though, for how uh, incredible the culture is and the come up of the racing culture is happening. Uh, the come up of NASCAR being fun is happening. And for casual fans they're like you said, they're not going to look at this and care that much unless they really get into the competitive, the competitive aspect of it, which I hope they would. So they would care about, but at the same time, we're here to have fun and we're going to continue to have fun, but bet on on, on the drivers. You do. Yes, absolutely. And your paying attention has made it to where like I, I pay more attention as well. Like, you know, obviously me being out of it for so long, I didn't really watch heavily like you did back in the car tomorrow days or, you know, when the impulse, the big spoilers, like I was just like, oh, Tokyo Drift came out. Now NASCAR is trying to be like them. Like that's literally my thought process back then. And that's because I wasn't watching it heavy like you were. But I will say this much about it. I would love to get back, and we had this conversation over the weekend as well, would love to get back to the point to where a driver wins, and it's like, yeah, Ford is the best, Chevy's the best, uh, Toyota, it's all about the Toyotas, that's that's what it's all about. I want to see the manufacturers, like we, we discussed, that is something I'm big on too, because that's that was like what NASCAR was about. You got these guys running moonshine and the next thing you know, these manufacturers are stepping in. They're like, we're going to build the best race car. No, we're going to build the best race car. You get shit like that hype back up. And that's pretty, I'm pretty sure that's probably what you're talking about here. It's the same kind of like runs in the same deal. Uh, but, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I watched drive not too long ago. It was an F1 movie, but you know, you had, you had homeboy that was building this car and he's like, I'm going to make that car run two seconds faster than it would, you know, that you have it now. And he did it. It's just like those kind of fine tunings and little things like that 
can just change the game of everything. You're smiling like you just got something. That movie is really dumb. That movie is really dumb. Yeah, I didn't like that guy. The rat face guy. Wasn't a big fan of him. (laughs) I just, it's just. Hemsworth's character was was a great guy. I like that guy. It's just a dramatized fantasy world, and it doesn't represent racing at all. Like the realistic, which is fine, you know, it's it's Hollywood, so it's whatever. But but, but for that, that he's laughable at times. But for that clip, though, that one mm-hmm. clip where he was like, I can make this car run, you know, two tenths of a second faster if you let me do this. That's the kind of shit we're talking about here. And like, that's just maybe me trying to understand more of it, just being more of the casual fan that likes to bet and likes to be able to say, I see these things, I know what to look at, what to follow to try to pick the winners. And you know, we, we, we should have known better this week with Kyle. You know what I just thought about, though? This actually yeah. just hit me. The Dale Shades got not broken, but uh, they took a step back. They, they have to be repaired. They're in the middle of being repaired right now. This is the first weekend I've ever not had my Dale Shades, and I had the worst NASCAR betting weekend of my life. Where the Easily. fuck are the Dale Shades? That's the problem. I'm going to get them. We're going to have them for Nashville. That was like me at that one race where I wore a current driver's shirt and it fucked up everything, fucked up all the juju. So driver, who was it? I I wore a Chase Elliott shirt. Oh, oh. the 24. It was kind of a vintage, though. It was the 24 Chase Elliott. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was that one. But, uh, but yeah, this weekend I wore. I, I'm going. I'm a big cutoff guy now. I'm like I'm about to start working out. You know, I'm not really going to work out. I'm just like gym ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> if yeah, just ready if you need to. Ready yeah. if you feel like going. Is there a gym over there? I could go if I if I felt like. I just don't ever feel like it. You look like yeah, like you're gonna look like you're always ready. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what's important. Just appearing like you're you're going to. But no, Hans, actually, just... Hans and Franz, we're here to there pump you, you up. Yeah. Ah, nice. There we nice. go. Old SNL. How about I didn't expect an old SNL reference in there. I like Dude, we've been talking about SNL a lot on this tour. A lot. 90s SNL. We need to get, I don't know if we have a VCR on that, not a VCR. I don't know if we have any kind of like DVD player on that thing, but we need to get um, like the the best of SNL. Have you seen those on Netflix and stuff of like Chris Farley, like Will Farrell? Uh, I think there's one of uh, the. There's a DVD. Dana Carvey. There, there's some good ones. We need we need to watch those sometime. I'm down. We'll find that. There is a DVD player in here, by the way. I found it. That's oh, nice. Good. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, I I'll, I think we'll leave it at this. We we've had a lot of really deep, deep NASCAR talk tonight. And uh and I loved it, honestly. We we talked a little bit about betting, but it was it was the all-star race. We're back to the to, to the real show come uh this weekend in nashville super speedway it's going to be wild we're going to be there people already know about our party bus somehow um so that's going to be fun now everybody knows about the party bus because it's on the show now and it's full it is super full you can try you can try your best to get on just be on the street just wave we'll see what happens but uh yeah we're going to be out in nashville it's going to be a great time i'm excited first time back since what 2000 and uh 11 i think for xfinity maybe i could be wrong on that year i mean cub hasn't been at nashville super speedway if not maybe never i don't know if they've ever been there if they were it was ah, 
they were at national fairgrounds. They they're at national fair, fairgrounds. I don't think Cup has ever been at national super speedway. Uh, Richard Petty might remember. We'll put it that way. Richard Petty, maybe Fireball Roberts. I usually don't need to have to look up stats, but um, I'm not sure here. But it's, it's going to be exciting, and we're going to come back. I'm going to have the Dale Shades back. I can't believe I just realized that now. I should have realized that on, on Friday. Should have been like put a card out. <laughs> watching Sheldon Creed wreck. Right. Watching that should have been the end wreck of Right in front of me while I was filming a Snapchat. That was the moment. That was the moment when I should have been like, this shit is not going to be good. Not going to be good. be a good time. Well, we'll know better. Yeah, so okay. Know- Nash- yeah, NASCAR – NASCAR Cup has never raced a national super studio. That's what I thought. First time um, race. This is two first time cup or series races we've gotten to see in person this year. Incredible. And then we'll see Road America too. Also another first time. That's gonna be exciting. Cheers but to Kyle. This Kyle, practice Kyle Petty. and there you go. Practice and qualifying. Also keep that in mind for all the betters out there. And one more time, I just want to say I want everyone to know that I this sport is my life. It is my fucking life. It's been my life for 20 years, and I want it to be in my life for the next 40, 50 years. I don't want this sport to die, and I'm just so concerned with where we're going on on the mile and a half. Hey. Hey, so guy. That's hey, my you're, emotion you're, there, and that's why you saw it. You're, so. you're not that guy, okay? We're going to save it. We're going to save NASCAR. That's what we're here to do. Steve O'Donnell, you're not that guy, pal. You're not, you're not that, that guy. guy. Not that guy. I'll back you Shout up. Shout out to TikTok for yeah. making me laugh a lot. Shout out to the Tiki of the Taki. But no, it's but not yeah. going anywhere. We're, we're, we're in this sport till death, baby. Till death. All right. So I don't put on dying anytime soon. So cheers to them. Uh, cheers to everybody that loves us. Be sure to follow us. Be sure to like, subscribe, whatever. You're, you're, you're listening on podcasts. Rate us. I think we're at like two ratings right now, like worst podcast of all time. Shout out to you guys. We appreciate y'all. We need more haters. Tell tell your tell people to come and, and bitch about NASCAR instead on Twitter. Do it in our podcast reviews because the more reviews we get, more higher we go in the numbers. So you can say whatever you want. So appreciate y'all. Love you. And don't forget to follow Inside Tailgating everywhere on social media. Follow us as well at Garage Guy Chase at Dale Tanhart at Garage Guys FS at Chef Boy Ardeen, who will be in Nashville. So, cannot wait. Gonna be big. Cannot fun. wait to see that game. That All right, well, well, racetrack. Rob is literally over here, passed out. So I'm gonna let him have the couch back now, so he can go to sleep. And uh, and and I'm I'm out. Dale, I will see you this weekend. Garage fam, we will see you soon. If you're gonna be in Nashville, come see us. Sports, profit, repeat. It's the garage guys. 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 It's it's it's. It's the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys.